2: I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture. Goodfellas one fed up minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Let her do it! <laughs> and joining us to finish out the week, Hollywood, Man About Town, Benjamin Simpson. How you doing, Ben? I am great. Loving um, it. Excellent. Loving life. <laughs> I'm tech blessed. This minute starts with Karen throwing cheese at Henry and ends with Henry telling Karen to forget about Polly. Uh, and then uh, it continues. Karen yelling at Henry because Janice Rossi, that whore from Apartment Two R, came to visit him in prison, and they. Oh, pre- that's her. That's yes. the same. Yeah, guy? no, the same whore. And they proceed to make a scene in the prison. And I know I said yesterday that this prison scene is some great extras watching, but it really comes to a head in this scene, whereas both shots—the shot of Karen and the shot of Henry—behind them are two couples making out constantly. <laughs>
1: At least that's a little classy,
2: right? Yeah, at least at least they're showing some <laughs> restraint. But there yeah. there there are couples canoodling all around. But the funny thing is, is, that it seems as if they're doing the same canoodle, and you get the sense that every time they said action, they just did the same thing. <laughs> I keep
1: wanting him to turn around and say, "Always you, you too." <laughs> don't you work? <laughs> don't you work?
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, lots of lots of good extras watching in this minute. There's a lot a lot of people uh, pretending to have conversations.
1: So again, here we have the return of angry teenager Karen. Yep, where she throws a tantrum.
2: Wouldn't you be mad if, if you're smuggling in all this stuff for your guy, and he's seeing his his his, his guma? I mean, at this point,
1: <laughs> she knows what's up. <laughs> you know, and if she's fooling herself over and over again, then maybe she deserves some of the hurt. Yeah, possibly. Take you know, take some take some charge of yourself. Have a little respect. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, she's smuggling in a, re- a comically large salami. With the
2: the kind with the net with the netting around it, right?
1: It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) The coat is ridiculous. I mean, she signed up for this. I don't. I don't have any sympathy for
2: her. And what's funny is that she throws all the stuff at Henry, and so much so that the prison guard stops to look, and everyone stops to look. No effort to hide anything other than the drugs. Well, you can afford to lose all that other stuff, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) salami. You know, it's nice, but it's not a bag of amorphous pills. <laughs> we don't, we don't underst- that, that we don't understand.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's, it's, a, it's a large wedge of cheese that I think that they, that, that's, that's an important contraband. You should hide that from the prison guards. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Who's Remo? You want to know who Remo is? I know who Remo is. <laughs> okay.
1: Because he is not helpful.
2: So, yeah, this is a reference to uh, where she says that Karen asked Henry's friend Remo for the money he owes him. And this is referring to Dominic Remo Sersani who in real life was actually Jimmy Burke's best friend. So uh, Robert De Niro's character, Jimmy, his actual best friend.
1: So he would have been on vacation with them.
2: Uh, yeah, potentially, yeah. What happened was is that uh, Remo, he worked with the young G- – when Jimmy was younger in the, in the 50s. And at one point, Jimmy and him were working on a scam, and Jimmy got pinched, and uh, he didn't implicate Remo in the crime. And uh, his refusal to turn on him uh, gave Jimmy the stan- gave Jimmy the uh, the reputation of being a stand up guy, and so much so that Remo was one of the main guys who brought him into the Italian organized crime and dubbed him the Irish Guinea. So there. It so goes. that's pretty
1: interesting because yep. Jimmy very clearly said that the greatest lesson. Yep. Exactly. Is that, is that you keep your mouth shut and you never write on your friends. Exactly. And and so for him that was actually the case. Exactly. Huh.
2: Until he got paranoid. <laughs> And What happened was uh, in the 70s, uh, Remo actually got arrested. He got arrested with some hijacked goods and uh, in exchange for a reduced sentence, he informed the New York police about a truck that Jimmy was going to hijack.
1: Okay, so really the greatest lesson was you never rat on your friends and you always keep your mouth shut, dot, Um, dot, dot. In Acts 1 and 2.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what happened was is that uh, so Jimmy was putting together this truckload of, of stolen merchandise, and he got suspicious because I guess what he was doing was that all the, all the gangsters were chipping in money to invest in what this truckload would be, and it was about $200,000 worth of merchandise, and, and Remo only invested $5,000, which made Jimmy suspicious. And then Jimmy got pulled over on the way to the warehouse to unload the truck, And he got even more suspicious. Then he got so suspicious that Jimmy actually checked with a corrupt Queens district attorney to reveal who the source was that had tipped them off about the hijacking. And the uh, DA confirmed that it was Remo. And uh, one week later, Remo was dead. Oh, and buried in Jimmy's backyard. Well, actually, no, he was buried in uh he was buried next to the bocce court at Robert's Lounge, which was the nightclub that Jimmy owned.
1: Okay, second choice.
2: Exactly. Whoa. And actually when uh whenever Jimmy and Tommy D were playing bocce, Jimmy would uh jokingly look down at the ground and go, Hey Remo, how you doing? <laughs> but what's even more interesting so dark. what's even more interesting, and we'll talk about this again later on in the movie, but uh the way that he died was that they were hanging out at the lounge and a guy to be late night and Jimmy turned to Remo and goes let's take a ride and they got in the car and Remo was in the in the in the front seat and Tommy sat behind him and, and reached over and pulled piano wire around his neck and strangled him much like the way uh, a character later in the movie will die similarly uh, so that was actually again the mixing of what really happened with the characters that we have in the movie and this is another case of where I think that this is like an easter egg for people who know like this little mention of Remo is acknowledging the fact that they that they know Remo exists but he's not a major player in the movie
1: huh well, I got to go ahead and give you major points Yeah, for being prepared there.
2: Yep. Well, I, I went deep on Remo. Yeah, you did.
1: You did. <laughs> you turned. I mean, I do not have a lot of notes for this. Either.
2: No, it's not. I mean, Remo was really the one little bit of, well, once again, we're at the crossroads of a Karen minute not having a lot to talk about. Well, and she's <laughs> doing her thing. let her do it let her do it Well, we've received some feedback from some listeners that when we talk about karen minutes we don't have a lot to talk about and 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 really all we talk about is how she screams like a harpy and like a teenager maybe someone should talk to nicholas Pileggi and martin
1: scorsese about that i'm not gonna go ahead and take that responsibility on
2: so moving on from that i'm fascinated about how these colored plastic blocks seem to sedate the children (laughs) <laughs> Tell, let me know where I can get some. Right, yeah. So, the, so the the young baby Ruth, I believe, is crying when the salami is being thrown, and then Karen takes the plastic blocks out of her bag, and the child magically gets quiet. Well, she loves salami.
1: <laughs> I mean, she loves comically large. Like, would you like salami? Is it the little salami? No, no, no. It's the big one in the net. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, I don't know man, what, don't, whatever don't
1: mistreat that.
2: whatever substances on this plastic green block is sedating this child. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's impressive this... because in, that's a real child. Yeah, it is. No it's... matter how
1: you slice it. So, <laughs> no
2: matter how you slice the salami.
1: <laughs> I'm getting hungry again. This is just like the beginning of the
2: week. <laughs> really, indeed.
1: All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we definitely time jumped here. Yeah. Because uh, Karen makes reference to Pauly, who we've learned is now on parole. So this is not the next day. No, no, yeah, this is at least a
2: year from the Beyond the Sea scene. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Boy, this movie moves fast.
2: You don't even <laughs> realize it's happening. Yeah, well, it does. Well, I mean, Henry, I mean, we're going to find out later on that Henry serves four years in prison. So now we're at, like, 1975, 76, like, so, in around there. Yeah. Oh, cool, Star Wars is about to come out.
1: Sorry. <laughs> so what's his living situation now, I wonder? Well, he's in is prison. It the same? No, I know, but, like... You know, he was in the room before the the communal wise guy room, and they all made di- like he's, he's wearing so- a uniform. Well, yeah, I was I now. always
2: wondered about that. Yeah, there's no tracksuit. He's in the prison fatigue. So does that mean that he's amongst the Gen Pop? Well, if he's still doing, it sounds like thing like like Karen doesn't have m- enough money, so
1: he maybe not not be able to make those payments to sort of keep up the lifestyle. Like yeah, that. maybe that was the thing. Yeah. He's getting by on salami.
2: Yeah, he makes the point that they're on their own now. They can't, you know, Remo's not going to pay the money he owes them. Pauly doesn't want anything to do with them because he's on parole. So it's just that they're by themselves here. They just need to, they, they need to get through it.
1: And, by, and we're by ourselves here means you're on your own. Right. With the two kids, really. Right. I feel yeah. like
2: he was sending
1: money. No, that doesn't even sound right when I say it. <laughs> like sending checks to her. But I feel like she was involved in more stuff. I mean, she's getting him the drugs, so right. theoretically he would be kicking money back to her for that, even on a service level.
2: So what's interesting is that – and she references this when she's upset about Janice, knowing that she's there staying up all night writing to the parole board, writing letters. Karen actually uh, wrote letters to the Bureau of Prisons in Washington, D.C., requesting that Henry get transferred to a prison farm, which was actually actually a farm run by prisoners. It was actually a 200-acre working dairy farm that supplied the milk to the prison. And uh, what happened was that the prisoners who were assigned there got lots of freedom because they were just living on a farm. And so while Henry was uh, working at the dairy farm, uh, he was able to find a guy who worked there who would bring him Kentucky Fried Chicken and Dunkin' Donuts.
1: I remember this from the book now, yeah. Yeah,
2: and then at one, at one point, Karen drove out and met him in the fields behind the farm, and uh, they had some intimate time in, in, in the pasture. Uh, she brought a blanket, a nice uh, a bag full of uh, salami and sausages and, and wine. Again. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's mood stuff right there. <laughs>
1: You like this? Look at that. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, but but Henry so that's
2: claims- That's why he wears the mesh shirt. Possibly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, the, the prison in the 70s is weird. Yeah. I think prison's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think prison's weird as well, too.
1: This is the thing that you don't get. A lot of the people, a lot of uh, current politicians and whatnot will bring up the fact that prison has been largely privatized, leading to a uh, different unfair system and everything. It really cuts down on the farm use though, yeah. more than anything. And these men being able to live like this. Right. Uh which is sad in a romantic sense.
3: True.
2: So uh Ben, have you ever been in prison?
3: Uh I've <laughs> not I don't I don't think I know anyone who's been in prison. Uh I don't think I've even visited a prison.
2: I've driven, so by, I've, a, I've driven by a I drove. i by one from afar. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We've all driven by prisons. I think
2: We've all, all driven by prisons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was in jail once for three hours. Really? For what? Coming back from Italy, I had a ninja star that I bought while on vacation with my family and (laughs) did three hours of hard time in uh, Newark jail, as if you needed more reasons to hate New Jersey. Yeah, That's that's now at the top of my list.
2: What age was that?
3: It was the day after my 21st birthday. (laughs) Wow, you could have been tried as an adult. I was tried as an adult. It was a felony charge. How'd you beat the rap? My parents hired a lawyer and he had it argued down to maintaining a nuisance,
2: wow. which is
3: akin to leaving your garbage cans at the end of the street too long. So that's where I, according to the state of New Jersey, I am officially a nuisance. <laughs> well, that's the closest I've done to hard time. I didn't get a Italian record. meats, cheeses, drugs. All I did was sit there and clean my... White Adidas, much like the white Adidas that uh, Henry wore a couple days ago.
1: What I'm hearing is that you're our first guest with a record.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we're lame, <laughs> but you were at the you were at the top of the badass lame heap. Yeah, so yeah. Congratulations, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Ben time. Simpson of Hollywood, California.
2: There it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that seems like yeah. a great time. Unless you guys have anything else in this minute. No. All right. That's a good yeah. time to transition to uh, to open up the books and take a look at our patrons. And bestow a mob name to one of our one of our many, many patrons and we A better show would have a music
1: cue and a sound effect here. Possibly, yes, a
2: much better show. Yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> but if <laughs> if you would want to participate and get your own mob name, you can go to patreon.com slash GFM where you can choose to support the show. And anybody who supports the show from a five dollar per month or higher level gets their own mobster name. And this week uh, we're open up the books for Eddie Woodley. So Eddie Woodley needs a nickname, guys. Ned the oak, Ned the oak, Ned the oak. <laughs> why
1: Ned the oak? Because well, the... Ned is a version Eddie of Eddie
3: Wood, Ed yeah. Wood. Yeah, Ned Oak, Ned right. the oak.
1: He's Strong, steadfast. He's not gonna rat. <laughs> I, I don't
3: oak. know, but why about Ned? He might be infested with rats, but he won't rat.
1: That's what they call like Eddie's like like his family called him Ned. So
2: yeah.
0: Listen, okay,
1: right. it's the first. I'm throwing something out that's it's He's only this giving every
3: five dollars a month. Yeah, it's only five. dollars I mean, let's not let's not get <laughs> too crazy. Oh, yet. look at $100 look, a month. <laughs> look at Ben giving giving value to the to the to the patrons here. <laughs> well, I okay, mean, well if You want to? Re- I feel like five dollars, you get one. Like yeah. twenty dollars, you get a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Well, what about? I mean, you you, you always go for something, Josh. You always it's funny because you always you always lean towards the pun or you lean towards some sort of like functional kind of thing but what if it was more descriptive what if it was you know if it Carry was, on. It, what if he was like handsome ed or uh, or you know or or huh. or you know like if he if he was like he had he had he'd really I don't know about ed woodley but maybe he's got really strong you know strong eyes you know like some you know, eddie eyes strong eyes or, uh, strong eyes
1: or eddie what eyes what
3: about trunk what about trunk, trunk? like he's just, trunk? he's built, built like a log log head log <laughs>
1: That's pretty much what i said <laughs> just changed the word to a different wood
3: pine
2: coniferous ed it's we don't have to go for the ed literal uh, the, ed, the literal uh... all right cadillac <laughs> well it's what it, cadillac <laughs> well what we something like uh something like needles
3: really we, we really need you really need a height and weight and a photo of each one, so so like maybe he's pretty boy, but you know if he's an ugly guy you don't want to say that, or maybe it's ironic, right?
1: Pretty yeah. Boy, yeah, pretty boy, pretty boy Ed, <laughs> pretty boy Floyd, <laughs> pretty boy Ed. First of all, I'm offended you use the word pun, and then you went and you said needles So don't 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 give me the. You're gonna say that.
3: I like needles. <laughs> all right, well, so we said it. Of you, course you like it. You go wh- fuck yourself right. I like trunk.
2: <laughs> so we got needles, we got trunk, and we got what was what was yours again, Josh?
1: Ned the Oak. Ned the Oak. I'm gonna go ahead and I wanna go ahead and strike that one though. Uh,
2: all right, good. <laughs> what about something something physical like uh, Eddie uh, Trunk needles? <laughs>
3: I don't know. <laughs> if that's good. I don't know <laughs> if that saves you any time. You know what? I kinda like Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk? Eddie right. Trunk?
2: Okay. All right, so we'll defer to the guest. Dude, you know,
1: he was the guy that you called when you needed to get rid of a body. Right, you go, you go to the trunk. He had, he had yeah. an Impala. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, they call him the trunk. Yeah. yeah. The trunk. Eddie Trunk, we called him the trunk. Yeah, there it is. Or yeah, no, if he, he wants like his a... money back after that name, I, I apologize. <laughs> he had like
1: a trunk that he could, he could put any body in that trunk. Didn't matter how fat they were, he could fit them in that trunk. That's what Eddie was good at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nothing? I'm getting nothing here. I like it. I like it. That's good.
2: All right. So there we go. So Eddie the trunk. No, Eddie trunk. Eddie trunk. Eddie trunk. Ah. All right, or or also known as the trunk.
3: There was
1: Eddie trunk, yeah. also known as the trunk. <laughs> Sally Brawl, sometimes but Sally known as Needles by
3: his friends.
2: <laughs> you, Josh, you really love the mob name uh, roll call. I was listening. to I love it. St- it's my favorite. Your Star Wars minute episode. Uh, I, I noticed that you couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> it's on the brain a bit,
2: to be fair. <laughs> true, true.
1: I mean, we, we've we spent some time thinking about it. Yes, we have.
2: All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Minute 85. Ben Simpson, thank you for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you, guys. I have loved it.
2: Where can people find you on the internet if they want to? Or do, would you prefer not to?
3: I'm not in witness protection. <laughs> Simps on Twitter, on Instagram. Okay. Go, go. Yeah, hey, you you are uh, early. I'm, I am on my way to an... Meal at an Italian restaurant, and I'm sure there will be photos of that. Right. Sauce, hopefully not with too many onions. Excellent. All right. Three,
2: well, thank you. Small onions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for joining us this week. And Tune in on Monday as we pick things back up with Minute 86. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at goodfellowsmin and on Instagram at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all the previous episodes and links to subscribe over at Um, As I mentioned earlier, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com slash GFM or you can find links to shop on Amazon over at goodfellowsminute.com slash support. And if you have any questions, any tales of prison or defense of Karen, you can email us at contact at goodfellowsminute.com And make sure if you like us if you like this little banter check out our sister site over at ifanboy.com uh, you can listen to our weekly podcast there and while you're at it go subscribe to star wars minute at starwarsminute.com. the the originators of this format they are dissecting the prequels uh, episode one and it is fun to listen to
1: and you mentioned the good wanting. ones i call them yeah the good ones oh, quiet go- you oh geez minutes ju- i was on minutes six through ten
2: Yes, so go back and listen to Josh way, way back in minutes 6 through 10. Uh, and also, were- I
1: just want to point out here real quick, just before we get, Connor was not with us this week. He
2: was not. lucky, because there were zero fucks. Exactly. Zero fuck
1: so talent Count Whatever there was last week, add none to it. And that's how many there still are.
2: <laughs> All right, so until then, we'll let Ben go get his Italian dinner, and we'll talk to you next week. Or will I go from rags to
0: return My fate is up